51st episode of the Gentleman's Breakfast. Thank you for coming in. It, I wish you guys could get the visual here. We have a slight breeze out of the northwest from the Pacific Ocean. And if you listen very closely, you can hear the spring off of the tennis paddle uh, quickly, you know. From quartz down below. Quartz down below. Just pretty much just reeks of wealth and uh, privileged life that we have here. People that are disconnected from reality. We're, it's sunny here in San Francisco. I've returned after a month abroad. I mean, you got to be happy about the rooftop recording. It's not bad. So you I'm concerned about the ambient noise as you know. But. Yeah, you're very concerned about that, but you're going to you're going to get through it. So you've been gone a month, right? About yeah, a month. About just over a month, 6 weeks. So about 3 weeks ago I moved to Austin. That's background for those Austin, those Texas. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going out well? Uh, it's going well. I mean, it's different. I've been eating so many tacos I haven't had a chance to order a cheesesteak. So I'm hoping that's a bit of a trade up. Yeah, that's a good problem. Um, active college community out there. Mm. A little dangerous. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. So, seems like you're doing well since uh, breaking up from San Francisco. <laughs> You've left six weeks ago. About three weeks ago, I either quickly quit or got let go from my job. I'll let you decide that decision. Didn't uh, know that that had happened, <laughs> but can't say that it surprised me at all. <laughs> so, you know, while the uh, memorandum was written, signed the paperwork, you have insurance till the 30th. Yep. So I think to myself, okay, well, there was a little snafu probably about a month ago, uh, you know, thinking that I'm invisible and blah, blah, blah. Invincible? Blah. Invincible, yeah. You're also invisible <laughs> to a lot of society, but I don't uh, think that's what you're getting at. I decided to go for the cheap HMO plan, right? Which allows me to have... Switching into Cobra, you mean? Which allows me to basically have my pick of the litter of any Chinese doctor in San Francisco. Sure. Or... I should correct that with Chinese doctor or Southeast Asian doctor. I'm not going to comment on. So I go to the doctor, that's uh, a, a Chinese doctor, and then the doctor that services me is a nice gentleman from Burma. Can understand and listen to English very well. Understands everything I'm saying, but is describing that I have somewhat of a bulge on my right side, which would be like a hernia. Um, so I go, okay, do I need surgery on this? What you know? What's the status? And he quickly goes, well, you need to go to a specialist. You need to go to a specialist. I'll give you a specialist. You go see him. Were you in pain? No, it doesn't hurt. There's no pain. Could you see what he was talking about? Oh, yeah, there's a bulge. Like, I could show you if you there's wanted. There's a spot to. there. Okay. Yeah, there's a All spot right. there. Okay. A little cough. Like, anytime I exercise, it, it really riles up. So I was like, I got to go see this. <laughs> so. Yeah, was this before or after you were unemployed? This, that is, you went to this is before I'm unemployed. But okay. it gets better where, so he recommends, you know, I, I go see the specialist. So I click into see the specialist. He recommends a breast specialist right off the bat. Okay. And then they quickly realize his mistake and recommend somebody else. So at that point, I was like, what is this guy now, right? Obviously, I need to go to another doctor. The snafu happens that I only got it till the end of the month. Weren't you a little curious, like, if I had shown up at the breast specialist, is there anything that they could have helped me with, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of just... The, uh, you don't know until you go, right? That's true. Maybe he saw something else that in my... Knock until my, you try it. My sweeping man boobs. Um, so anyways, I go to the specialist at this time. So I'm like, okay, I got to get this done. So this, this fast forward, this is now June 20th. So I go to the specialist. He starts explaining to me what the surgery is going to be, how they're going to make the incision, starts talking about scrotum, non-threatening, basically putting a mesh in that 
the words incision and scrotum were involved? Yeah, because, well, he went into, like, great detail of, like, how normally hernias happen in child, child hernias, and I was like, okay, I don't really need to know that. And normally I can handle this type of conversation, but I start to feel squeamish. Yeah. As soon as this conversation starts happening, I'm, like, lightheaded. I'm like, okay, focus. What focus. do they have to do to fix it? They have to make a small incision, like, on the... Where the hernia is. Where the hernia is. So just think of, like, slightly above your your penis, right? Okay. Walked away. Everything's near in the end. Get a call from the first interview. Offer me the job. Oh wow! Like, wow. You gotta be feeling good going in. Thumbs up for this guy. That's so, great. It's like cool. Hey, that sort of thing. I'll get back to you in a couple of days. Sure. Blah blah blah. I was like, oh, things are going well. Things are going well. Things are looking. Things are looking up. So then I think to myself, let's go get this hernia taken care of. What is new? Hernia in the clear by Tuesday new man really gonna start watching what I'm eating here back on insurance again pretty soon here hopefully and I'm not gonna cheap the insurance I actually did the pro tip I said hey before you send me all that paperwork with the you know equity and all this bullshit send me the health insurance what's it like <laughs> this is before I even sign anything he's like I'll shoot that over here so I'm feeling good and that's where we like by the way I definitely don't have any pre-existing conditions or anything I'm tip top I'm gonna don't worry uh, the surgery is on Tuesday. I should be right as rain by Wednesday, and then I can come cleanly into your plan. Yeah, and then yeah, we're thinking you know after Fourth of July to start. Perfect, perfect for me. Um, yeah, so that's you know that's. Do you lot. think about having them have you start any earlier to not have that one week of risk? You know, the old ticker here decides <laughs> to go or anything like that. Uh, well, I said I was able to start as soon as possible. Um, but okay. Then I have another final interview with the other company Monday or Tuesday next week. So Fair enough. We'll see. Uh, Which company do you prefer? Great question. Uh, the first one, there's more chance of mobility. Faster. You're looking for some mobility. Upward, upward, oh. upward oh, mobility. Not geographic mobility. Upward mobility, faster, and it's an easier product. Where the second one has more potential for growth, a little bit bigger learning curve, but more pieces, senior pieces in play yeah. where I can learn from. Well, I mean, for the long-term success of our side company, it probably does make sense for you to eventually work your way over to Austin, I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, spitballing. Yeah, so I, either, I think either would work. <coughs> there is more of a learning curve with the second one where I'd have to trudge and be a, uh, a salesperson for a number of years, whereas... You are a salesperson. Right, but I don't, I'm trying to get out of the actual selling part. Sure, I get man, it. I want to manage the people. I get it. You're a people person. People person. I like seeing people succeed. That's what I want to get to. So it's a, it's an interesting decision. I'll probably consult with some numbers with you offline. But yeah, that's where we're at. There's a lot going on in your life. I can't say that I've had, I mean, even moving across the country, I haven't had remotely that uh, that amount of change. I mean, that's, that's a span of 30 hours or so. I had to cover, in a single weekend, I packed all my shit up. I had people show up to throw away anything that didn't fit in my CRV, and then I proceeded to drive that CRV 27 hours to Austin, but even that was less activity than the hernia. Do you find when you're driving that much, and I know you, you sent me a quick Domino's coupon that you got when you were somewhere between uh, Palm Springs and El Paso. I love their Mother's notifications, Day. yeah. When their notifications pop up and they're like, hey, what, how about you get a sandwich from Domino's? When your phone's telling you stuff like that, you gotta rethink your life a little bit. A sandwich? That's uh, good marketing. They do sell sandwiches. They are, have a great marketing arm. Um, so, you know, ha- having a girlfriend of two and a half years, you, f- you feel that you've learned the ins and outs of what to say, what not to say. 
Uh, I've been a firm believer on what I've learned is when they try on new clothes. Always say it looks good. Always looks good. Yeah. Always looks good. That um, doesn't take a lot of figuring out. Yeah, but whatever they ask, they only want you to say something positive or middling, right? Like they don't want you to say they dislike it. When do they want something middling? Well, sometimes sometimes uh, they'll push back and say, hey, I, I want to know what you really think. So this happens the other day. I'm, I'm I don't not... think that they ever want honest feedback on that. Correct. They want either positive feedback or just, okay, it's good. And they know what okay means or like, oh, I really like that. Okay. Okay. But they've already made the decision, right? You already purchased it. You didn't consult me before you purchased it. I get I get where my position is. If it's already been purchased, only positive things should be coming out of your face. Right. So being, you know, spare time guy that I am now, she gets the package. And, you know, she's a very fit lady, does yoga, works out. Uh, she puts on she puts on the shorts. And her first, uh, you know, uh, quandary is like, oh, do they, uh, they might be a little too, you know, too small. Yeah. And they go on and like, you know, they fit like yoga shorts. And I go, maybe this is a good time for me if I ever want to buy her clothes, be thoughtful, figure out her sizes because I don't know what sure. her sizes are. I'm like, oh, what size are you? And she goes, small. And without even thinking, I go, small? Oh, that is not good. Yeah. That one just didn't go over well. And like, as soon as Was I. Was this before or after the hernia incident? It's before. Think this could have caused the hernia incident? So was there no, the hernia there? already pre-existed. The hernia pre-existed. That's a good I'm question. I'm so sure about that. <laughs> pre-existed. So as soon as that comes out, and then she's like, well, what size do you think it was? I was like, oh, boy, slippery slope here. Real slippery slope. So, I mean, there's still there's still for me to learn. You ha- still have time to back out on that one. You could ponder it for a moment and then say, oh, no, you're right. Small. I'm just, I'm not used to being a small. That wasn't, that wasn't about you. I tried every which way to get out of that. That was, she let that one stick for me. If you got your fucking shovel out and dug that deep, I don't. I don't I'm not confident in your ability to get back out of there. Um, oh man. But yeah, so that that was that. Um, How you're just walking into mines like that after a couple years of this game. But I, self-inflicted, I self-inflicted. Uh, another topic I'd really like to address here. So. I'm really intrigued by the upcoming presidential election because I think it's going to be the greatest marketing piece of theater we've seen in this modern era. Mm, what do you mean by that? So I would say I am below average on political intelligence of what's going on. I put yourself at average. I wouldn't uh, okay. sell short how dumb the rest of the country is. Let's call me average, right? Probably yeah. below average in these metropolitan Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So I don't pay attention to the news, kind of whatever. Uh, I haven't had a president really affect my day-to-day life, so I don't selfishly think anything's going to go wrong. The current president has tried to a couple times. Tried to. They uh, seized a North Korean shipping vessel, Mm. and allegedly Trump was planning on bombing Iran this week. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of action. Those two things... Might have had some kind of indirect effect. I mean, he's not going to show up and poke your hernia, but yeah, yeah, he's not—he's not the one doing the surgery. He's, doing, he's doing things. Luckily, so yeah, so he—he's doing a number of things. So I just don't pay attention to news. So now my only digestion of news is if I find something interesting enough that I search for it, or I stumble upon like a millennial, like how I get my news through Snapchat. 
You're still on Snapchat? You're still on Snapchat. Because Snap, there, Snapchat has a feature where you can scroll through and just read stories of like, hey, I don't have an attention span. Here's eight seconds. I just assumed that that thing had died. So there's, death. so there's this very liberal Snapchat guy. It's like, hello, America. And he, hey, How much of your Snapchat viewing is adult entertainment versus news? Uh, adult entertainment. What's adult entertainment? I usually just follow, like, check in on the four or five people I find interesting. And then I'm really into, like, high school hoops videos. Those are kind of cool. And dunk videos. Okay. And then I'll, I'll sometimes peep at this guy's story. Because okay, okay. there was chatter at the Haichu gang on Thursday night about the Democratic... Um, what's next week? It is a debate. Debate. And Democratic then how, primary how some people got left off, right? So I, I know that, like, the Gillenbrand lady's gone. I know Warren, the woman from Minnesota, Crowback, uh, Booker, right? Obviously, Joey B. So on Snapchat, I stumble upon this guy, Steve Bullock. I don't know that I've heard of that guy even. Smart. Yeah. Gets an endorsement by the Snapchat gang. What's he appealing to? These little minions that are just over 18 years old. What do you mean by endorsement by the Snapchat gang? So the Snapchat guy, this guy that has the feed yeah. in the news and, like, you know, slightly, he's fair, I mean, he leans left, but he tries to report this the news. This news guy that you follow on Snapchat endorsed this Democratic candidate. Gives him airtime. It's okay. like very creative for this guy to get exposed. And his first thing is like, everybody know who Steve Bollock is? No, of course not. Because he didn't make the cut for these debates. Yep. What a brilliant way to get to those people, because this is his only real avenue to get to these younger people. It's a way. So, that made me, you know, spin into a lot of thought here, where from Montana... Look, you know, I did the quick, thorough research, checked his Wikipedia page, see if he had any, uh, you know, skeletons in closet, passed my quick test. I'm all in for Steve Bullock, 2020. Highly unlikely that whoever this guy is is the Democratic nominee. And then I'll I, do a little bit of research. Here, here's what I want. I want a centrist Democrat that's just not going to do all that much. Maybe undo some of the... Stuff that Trump's done, although Trump hasn't really accomplished all that much other than pissing off a bunch of other countries. Um, Centrist Democrat. Does Bill de Blasio fall into that? Nope. It's it's going to be a Joey B. Joey B or bust? Uh, no, it's definitely not Joey B or bust. What but about a, your boy a, Beto? A Joey B type candidate. I think there's too many people that already dislike Beto. I think he has some image Who's issues. Tim Ryan? I don't know. Like I said, I started into research on this, and then I realized that it's so early, and there's so many candidates. Like, you just can't focus your. your but how did they make the much. determination who made the cut? Uh, probably some kind of polling, and how they ranked in the polling. I don't know. Going into each debate, there are like rulemaking sessions where they determine what the rules for that debate are going to be. Some um, of those rules are probably who can participate and who can't. But I, th I think, I think the what's the word you use? Centralist. Centrist. Yeah. Centrist. Center left. You're going to need somebody that can appeal to the, the middle of, of Florida. I, look, I want someone that is both not going to be anti-gay marriage and isn't going to tax me out the ass. That's what center left means. Um, but do you, that's for your for your personal gain, right? What would yeah, like I, I, I don't want to hear things that like I could interpret as seize the means of production. Right? <laughs> Like, that's that's not good for homeboy here. <laughs> Who do you think, I, I mean, do you think it's, do you think, that's why, do you think, do you think somebody has the marketing gusto and balls to slap Trump around 
Do you think that candidate is capable of doing it? I think that if you're going to be successful in this election, it's going to be all math on what states you think that you can carry that could be tipping points for Trump. Like, this is going to be trench warfare in terms of data county by county. Because you have to figure out, like, some counties are never going to flip off Trump. Some counties are real close. And you need a candidate that whatever those counties are that could be tipping points that this Democratic candidate is going to appeal to. And that's most likely to be someone that's right down the middle. But here's the thing, like looking at the... Which, which mean, which is not Elizabeth Warren. It's not Elizabeth Warren. I don't think it's Gilbrand either because she's a New Yorker and the majority of the country who's not from New York or been in New York doesn't really like New York. Uh, and then the only other one is the Klobacher, who's what, Minnesota, Wisconsin, something like that. And Again, I'm behind on my research. I'm impressed with the amount that you've done here. But he, here's the thing is the Democrats, are, they're too selfish. Or they're, I mean, all politicians are selfish. But to get out of their way to really just put the guy in place, the guy or the gal in place that can beat Trump. Yeah, there needs to be a little bit more pre-selection filtering here. Because <laughs> obviously, the, you know, the, the lead horse is Joe Biden, right? You can't make such a swift change, I don't think. Well, right? If you let it go for too long with too many candidates, then they're going to destroy each other before they ever even get to Trump. What would you say the likelihood that a Democrat beats Trump in 2020? I don't know yet. 50-50. You're that confident? That high? Yeah, it's 50-50. Wow. But, I don't know. There's a lot of time between now and then. But like I said, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be someone that has a really good data team that can focus in on where, where people might, might sway. Look, let's, let's get away from uh, real world for a bit here. Sure. Let's discuss. So I've been uh, keeping you guys apprised of my dreams lately. Um, why my dreams have been so odd over the last six months, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak to that. Blame it on the gummies? I have heard that a side effect of nicotine, which I consume enough of to wound a small horse, um, is odd, vivid and odd dreams. How did, did you actually research that? Or yeah, yeah, about? yeah. It's in the Wikipedia article, so I, I have to assume that it's true. But it's called Wikipedia. Yeah, I have a Wikipedia-based uh, healthcare plan. Because <laughs> uh, um, I'm not, I haven't been to the doctor in quite some time. Um, and uh, so one, I dreamt that I was one of our buddy's assistants for a day. I was basically just sitting there at the desk taking, you know, notes. taking notes from him. Pretty pleasant existence. Uh, you know, for, from what I could tell, I had been there for a couple of years. I was pleased. Did you, were you uncomfortable with the fact that you were his assistant? No, not at all. When I was in there in the moment, I'm like, yeah, sit here and get some stuff done. I had another dream that... Google was attempting to advertise, to post online advertising in my dreams. Interesting. That one really freaked me out. Like, like Black Mirror type stuff? The Black Mirror type shit, like there are ads in my dreams. So like, like, you're, like you're sleeping like blackness and then I'm like there's banners, <laughs> like Google ad clicks and based on things you've looked at before? You know, this was one where I don't remember the events of the dream. Like, I remember the moment of sitting there taking notes when I was the assistant. I remember that. You know, little moments like that. Thinking about like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm going to cook some chicken when I get back home, right? Mm. That's what was the t- top, of, top of mind. I was a nine-to-fiver. 
Mm. I remember that. This is a dream where all that I remember from it is just top level Google's advertising in my dreams. That's basically all that I remember when I wake up. Like if I really dig back, I believe that I was in a meeting where we were we were talking about advertising in people's dreams, and I was pretty into it at the time. <laughs> uh, but then you know quickly became scared. I'm really and curious. Woke up. Like you have a very creative mind here. I'm willing to put a couple of my advertisements in your dreams. Are you willing to make that and let me make that investment so that I can plug uh, a couple of products in your dreams? Depends on how much it's going to pay. Talk about like. Forget Bitcoin. That's really the future there. If you're what a creative idea. If you could sell celebrities like, hey, I want to pitch my product in your dreams. I would be willing to take fifty dollars for a ten second spot one night in my dreams. <laughs> so if you want to cover it wall to wall, three hundred sixty five days a year. Now keep in mind what you gotta we gotta factor in here is if I'm blackout drunk, I'm not seeing your app. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the you like know, I'm not paying attention to what's since, scrolling through my head at that point in time. Ever since you've got on this dream thing, I thought it'd be really interesting to write down my dreams as they happen. Yep. I'm curious. You have the same thing. So I wrote down this dream. I reread it back to myself. I'm like, oh, this is not an interesting story. It's strange. It's kind of awkward. Yep. But it's not an interesting story. Not worth going through the whole dialogue. But at the time, when I was writing this baby at 1:30 <laughs> in the morning, I thought it was brilliant. Yep. Do you run into the same thing where you think that dream is brilliant? Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes your dreams are mundane stuff. Sometimes it's just real weird and it's hard to communicate to someone. Uh, I mean, I had a dream the other night uh, that I was with two former co-workers and we were selling Oriental rugs. And, you know, we had been selling rugs for years. Had a pretty good little time out of a rug shop there. Let me, let me, let's, let's try to connect. But yeah, that's not, that's not a great story. Last night I had a dream that one of the baristas was in my dream. Okay. I don't even know. Was it Paul? No, not Paul. I don't even know the barista's name, right? Um, fast forward this morning, me and uh, Nala, special guest here, Nala's chiming in. Uh, we walked down. Good. We walked down to the Fisherman's Wharf. Nice little view this morning, 7 a.m. Got a view of the harbor. Walked back from Fisherman's Wharf, San Francisco. See the beautiful skyline of the Transamerican Building, the Sarah's Force Building. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is beautiful. This is really nice. I'm very grateful for what I have here. Meanwhile. Who zips by on one of those electronic skateboards? Actually, one of those wheelie electronic things. Uh-huh. Another barista of the person I had a dream with. So homeboy, who's the barista, has a $1,700 skateboard that he cruises into work at. Okay. Which I, you know, I thought, that's nothing more than that. That makes up San Francisco. That's yeah. what San Francisco is. People make choices. Everyone makes different choices. Uh, you choose to have barista-based dreams, kind of. I think it's because so much of your mental headspace is consumed by random people that you interact with on a daily basis. I mean, of the 51 episodes of this that we've done, you've talked about baristas no less than 20 episodes. Yeah, I would love to take a poll. People more interested in my barista stories or uh, airplane stories from Jake? Please chime in. Give us some feedback. Depends on the airplane story. Not all of them are created equal. Um, Um, I mean, while we're on this random riff segment here i got into an uber the other night and the guy <laughs> like so i get in the guy looks very serious sitting up front both hands obviously sitting up front driving the fucking car uh both of, that. yeah both of his hands are on the wheel mm-hmm. okay and he just kind of peers back a little bit slash glance at me in the rearview mirror and says you ready to go boss 
And I looked up, and I, I both thought I was going to laugh, and I was terrified, and I was going to jump out of the car at the same time. I'm like, is this guy driving me to my death? Like, <laughs> it's like speed up. six. You ready to go, boss? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm going to buckle up back here just in case you decided that where we're driving to is into a wall or off of a bridge. Uh, I think that's a great way to segue from that wall and bridge into the report card. Yep. Do you have a scale by chance? I mean, you've carried most of the episode. I feel like if you want to go for the triple-double night here. <laughs> um, type of shoe. Types of shoes, Okay. Would you like to go first or second? Well, what's a type of shoe to you? A flip-flop? A flip-flop, uh, a basketball shoe, a skater shoe, a loafer, a dress shoe, a hipster boot. Uh, okay, okay. Think here you know, it could be a high heel. Uh, you could be whatever type of shoe you want. I'm going to rate you, you know, when you go into certain, like, a lot of experience in my life are, have been me being a guy in a suit walking around a factory floor. There's a uh -huh. lot of specialized footwear that comes along with that. Uh -huh. Part of that would be the little booties that you wear, you know, the disposable sterile booties. If you're going into a clean room or something like that, you're going to put these booties Oh, you on. mean like just the, the covers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoe covers. I'd call you a shoe cover um, because uh, it's something that, you know, at the time when you are going into this clean room, you're like, oh, how convenient. They have these little booties here. Mm. Put these on. Not going to get in my way too much. Going to change my look up a little bit, be a little bit different while I'm bouncing around the clean room here. Sure, yeah. And then when I'm done, throw those bad boys away. Yeah. That's much, much like your previous several companies. <laughs> and thoughts. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's a correct assessment. Um, for you, it's, it's an obvious, it's a no-brainer. Uh, you're um, a ward, worn down, dilapidated, but somewhat classy Speary Topsider. Yeah, it's the only that's, I mean, that's shoes that I wear. Literally the only shoe you wear, but I, I've known you for, I don't know, five, six years, but if we're talking Roger Talk, maybe 10 or 11 years, uh, is you always have these Spearys, but they're never in any type of good shape. No. Nope. So when people look at you, it's like, okay, face, long face. Then you look at his shoes, and I'm like, wow, those things got some miles on. Well, right? between the Do face, think... the, between the face and the shoes, they're going to go over some peaks and valleys. That yeah, I mean, might give them some preconceptions. Quick, quickly out of the scan gate. the body section and then get to the shoes. And if I'm assessing you on the first time, I'm like, okay, face long. What's this long stare? But how does he have a Sperry so beat up? A lot of legs on there. So what, you kind of become an interesting character. Like, what's the story behind the shoes? Why are they so disheveled? Why is he so disheveled? Is there kind of a beautiful mind tight aspect behind here? <laughs> is it hidden with an asshole at front with the beautiful mind in the back? When do you get to see the beautiful mind? And I think that's kind of what your Sperry's tell everybody. The story of my Sperry's is usually how much alcohol I've spilled on them in bars. Mm -hmm. It's most of the random stains and general worn down nature of them. But I don't know. It, it Mostly it's just sheer laziness with anything that has to do with my interactions with society or others. Mm. Well, really just in general. We'll continue on with not interacting with society. Thanks for checking into the 51st episode and congratulations to our newest uh, newest listener. Uh, the family's grown to four. We're very proud of you and yep. uh, we love seeing you on Thursday nights. <laughs> All right.